How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran, and today we're going to take a look at superlatives for this New York Jets team during the 2022 season. Of course, a lot of talent on this roster, both offensive and defensive, uh, but it's hard to choose, honestly. You look at some of these players, and it's like yeah, there's a couple options at all at, at you know best offensive player, at best defensive player, underrated additions, comeback players, you know, a lot of guys to choose from, and uh, some talented ones we have on this list today. Uh, for you guys ahead of the regular season, which is about a week away. So really excited about that. And, you know, we're getting close to actual football, meaningful football. Hope your your uh, fantasy football drafts are going well and you're getting to good players. And uh, hopefully uh, Christian McCaffrey is healthy this year. I know everyone, one of you guys asked Christian McCaffrey and you're like, please, God, stay healthy. So I hope he stays healthy for you. Uh, but Ryan, before we dive into the superlatives, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. I mean, this is always a fun little, you know, topic to kind of conversate over, you know, really just to get an idea on, you know, who some of the best, you know, players can be and, you know, prime performers for the Jets throughout the season. You know, we got eight specific topics we're going to go over today. You know, some fun new players and, you know, some players who, uh, you know, the Jets have invested a lot into in previous drafts who, you know, we're really expecting a lot from this year. And, you know, I think uh, the eight, you know, that we went over here, you know, th there's definitely some quality, you know, players in play and, you know, ultimately like, you know, who we ended up putting together here. Absolutely. So let's take a look at the offensive rookie of the year. Now you really have two guys to choose from here. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. Those are the ones you're like, okay, you know, we expected things. I guess Jermaine Johnson uh, on the defensive side and, you know, with Sauce Gardner, we'll talk about that too. Uh, but Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, I think that the wide receiver room is, room is just a little bit too crowded for Garrett Wilson to have that significant of a season. And you really can't guarantee snaps um to uh, receivers all the times right you can't guarantee targets if they're getting locked up you don't really look their way but there's always going to be touches for the running backs there's always going to be ru rushing attempts always going to be some passes out of the backfield and Brees Hall, i think is the obvious choice for offensive rookie of the year um in terms of superlatives and and you know the most likely to get that and i actually if you guys have the new madden madden 23 I've been playing my friend who is the Jets, big Jets fan. He, every single time, uses them. And Brees Hall is a freaking tank in that game. I don't know what it is. He can, he's just strong. He's quick as hell. I think his acceleration is like 92 already. Um, he reminds me a lot. And and I'm not saying he is this player, but his style reminds me a lot of Jonathan Taylor. I've said this many times. Um, he's that one cut, get vertical, um, and, and run through the gaps, right? He doesn't. He doesn't get lazy in, in between the gaps. He freaking hits them hard, and he goes full power through them, full force, and he can break some tackles along the way and shake off some tacklers. So Brees Hall, I think, you know, pretty underrated pass catcher as well. Um, he's somebody that's going to be probably scratching away at Michael Carter's snaps as the season goes on. I think he's he's this, uh, the RB1 right now. But Brees Hall, man, he's going pretty high in, in fantasy football drafts as well. I, I was pretty surprised to see how, how high he was going over some uh, – more established players, especially since it seems like there's going to be more of a package deal uh, with the Jets, kind of rem reminiscent of the 49ers a little bit. Robert Sala coming over from there, seeing, you know, I, I guess you could say Elijah Mitchell, and they have Trey Sermon, um, even Jeff Wilson in, in the past, and uh, they've had other guys to boot. And then Debo Samuel obviously plays a big role in the running game as well. But Brees Hall and Michael Carter definitely splitting snaps there. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on Brees and his, uh, this upcoming season for him? For sure. I mean, it's, it's quite a conversation and just goes to show, like, incredible progress for the Jets. I mean, that we're talking about both Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson as rookies in this offense. I mean, an offense that's, you know, in, in past years has been pretty painful to watch. And, you know, to, really both of these guys, I think are certainly, you know, deserving. I, I'm with you though. I think Brees just based on the position he plays is more likely. And I think you just look from a personnel standpoint, you know, across the three skill positions, like I think you're going to see a good, you know, chunk of two tight ends between Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzama, which, 
off the bat, you know, there's probably going to be a rotation of receivers between Elijah, Corey, Garrett, Barrios. Um, so, so that right away. And, you know, I think the receiver position just in this offense and, you know, how wordy the verbiage is and the play calls and things like that, I think it just kind of, you know, really steers more towards Brees making the immediate impact. And you, you said it. I mean, this guy is a pretty complete player with, you know, the size and the speed combination. He's got, you know, really in his own outside scheme, he's got the traits when you look at just the patience, the vision, like you said, the one cut ability and how explosive he can be. And lastly, I mean, this guy's, like you said, very natural out of the backfield catching the football. Even in a couple of practices this summer, seeing his body control on, you know, passes down the field really jumped out. Like we talk about what Garrett Wilson can do, you know, contorting his body in the air. But I was equally as impressed for a running back what Brees was doing. You know, I think the one play or two connections with Joe Flacco, um, one was down the seam, one was from the slot on a fade and practices with the Falcons. Like you said, it, I mean, this guy's a very natural receiver. And I think I think a, a ballpark guesstimate for Brees in terms of scrimmage yardage, I would say is about 1,200 to maybe 1,300. You know, you look at maybe 800 to 1,000 on the ground, you know, a couple hundred through the air. And I, I think the one-two punch from Michael Carter is going to be awfully electric for the Jets. Absolutely. Definitely is going to be extremely exciting to see how they utilize them. I wonder if it's going to be like a Naheem Hines, Jonathan Taylor type of split um, and seeing how they use him. But I think Michael Carter will be a little bit more involved than Naheem Hines is usually as a third down backer, you know, more of like a two minute drill type of guy. But on the defensive side, you have Sauce Gardner and Jermaine Johnson for the defensive rookie of the year. Uh, superlative here i think you know just based on the usage and how good sauce looked in the preseason i think he probably is the most likely to get that nod there i think jermaine johnson is a little bit you know not far off but he's a year of development away from being that you know significant impact type of player that you start on a daily basis or a weekly basis and you expect to produce um i think he's a little bit raw in the past pass rush category i think that he needs to develop a little bit more there he's a little bit older at 24 i believe um, you know, one of the older rookies of this draft class, but Sauce Gardner, man, he's looked really good so far. I've been really, really um, convinced that he's going to have a really solid rookie season. I'm excited to see his growth and development um, as he gets better and better here. But, you know, what are your thoughts on Sauce and uh, why he could win defensive rookie of the year? For sure. I think it's very similar to what we said with Brees and Garrett. You know, another great conversation to really say that you have two legit players who could be very deserving. And I think you look at this summer, just some of the rankings that have been thrown around out there. I mean, both Sauce and Jermaine have landed in the top 10 of most. And, it, you know, in some, they're both in the top five. And I, I think, you know, what it comes down to is just similar to what, what I said with Garrett. Like, Jermaine is joining a group where there's going to be a lot more rotating and there is a lot of depth when you look at Carl Lawson. John Franklin Myers on first and second down is still going to get opportunities from the edge, especially in run defense. Jacob Martin, I think he's going to have a you know pretty pivotal role. Bryce Huff, I mean, in preseason, Michael Clemens, like there are a lot of guys. And I think the splash plays from Jermaine, like you said, you know, the, the dirty work of stopping the run really isn't going to, you know, jump out of people. But I think Jermaine is going to make an impact as a run defender. And I think in situations, you know, just timely, you know, rush reps will show up and Jermaine's going to give some key sacks. But I think overall sauce, I mean, you just look at the pedigree, um, just how special he was in college and, Look, it's the preseason, but the fact that he wasn't targeted in three games and we saw what was going on opposite him at times, obviously it wasn't very pretty. So I think Sauce, you know, the height, the length, you know, the athleticism, the quick twitch, the speed, all those things are well known. But I think it's this guy's intellect and just his love of the game, his work ethic, his knowledge. And to me, this guy can not just be a, a game changer on the field for the Jets, but I think he can be a CEO for this organization and someone who brings, you know, a lot of credit and uh, just respectability to the Jets, and they need something like that. 
Yeah, they definitely do need something like that. And I think he has the charisma to really elevate everybody around him, the kind of energizer bunny, which I think uh, every team kind of needs on both sides of the football. But one of those guys actually is Carl Lawson. And we have his comeback player of the year. Now, Carl Lawson coming off the significant injury um, has looked really good so far. Seems to be at 100% health. In 2020 with Cincinnati, had five and a half sacks, 36 combined tackles, 32 QB hits. Um, and, you know, didn't really make an impact last year due to the injury. Uh, suffering it before the season began. So that's unfortunate, but he's expected to be a pretty significant piece to this defensive line. I think, you know, pairing him with Quinn and Williams, you look at your, uh, Bryce Huff, you look at Jermaine Johnston on the other side, you got John Franklin Myers, you got a really nice group of young players um, and guys that just aren't on the back end of their careers or in the prime of their careers. And I think Carl Lawson, uh, despite the injury, is in the prime of his career right now. So I think that they're expecting him to be a significant force. He is a low center of gravity, a great bull rush. Um, you know, he really just overpowers guys. He lifts them off the ground, really strong arms. He really gets inside and he can use his weight pretty efficiently there. So, you know, when you're looking at Carl Lawson, why do you think he can be the comeback player of the year? For sure. I think it's really the, those two prime 2021 free agency signings you're looking at, you know, between Carl and Corey Davis. And I think ultimately with Carl, you're just looking at a guy who, I mean, the Jets have not had that speed to power pass rusher who can just dominate games. And this guy had over... 60 pressures the last full season he played and was healthy. I mean, last summer it was pretty well documented how dominant he was every single day. And it was a crushing blow to the Jets when he went down. And, you know, I think there was some skepticism. There was also, you know, some hope that knowing this guy's work ethic, he was going to bounce back. And I think you saw that this summer in both training camp and the one preseason game he played against the Giants. I mean, this is a guy not just with the speed, the power, but the hand technique, the arsenal of moves, just the consistent plan that's needed from a dominant edge rusher. And to me, I think, like you said, Carl, Quentin Williams, that one-two punch, one on the inside, one on the exterior, you know, it's going to be a whole lot of fun to watch this year. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And then you look at the underrated addition, Jordan Whitehead coming over from the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now the Jets, obviously, um, they've had pretty solid safeties the last couple of years. You know, Marcus May, Jamal Adams, and now you're transitioning to Jordan Whitehead, who is a little bit underrated. Didn't sign a, a crazy deal that was going to hamper the Jets down the road, but definitely one that was serviceable for a, a starting level player who could make a significant impact. And they could move on after the season with minimal dead cap. So they have a little bit of flexibility down the road. But Jordan Whitehead's looked good this preseason. Um, he's turning into a really solid leader. Um, you know, Tony Adams, we spoke about him the other day, and he was like, you know, jo Jordan Whitehead's been a, like a brother to me, um, him and Lamar LaMarcus Joyner. So that's a really good thing to see that, you know, your, your big free agent signing isn't just taking a back seat and collecting his paycheck and, you know, enjoying that. He, he's taking a step forward and actually becoming a leader and, and showing uh, his value in many different ways. So I, I'm, I'm curious to see how well he can perform in the first year with the Jets here. But I think that the style that they run, he's aggressive, um, has some ball skills. I think he's going to be a pretty solid player. And, you know, why do you think he's such an underrated addition to this defense? For sure. I, I think, you know, in most years, he's probably talked about more, but the Jets were just so busy and active with the splash moves. And obviously it was, you know, filed up there with the draft. And I think, you know, to me with Jordan Whitehead, you you said it, just the mindset, the physicality, you know, the attacking style this guy plays with. I mean, the Jets sorely lacked it last year. And I think in the box, you're really going to see this guy, you know, against the run, pressuring the quarterback and playing in zone coverage underneath really the ways you're going to see him make an impact. And this is a 25 year old player who should really just be hitting his prime years. You know, I think it's always ideal to really sign younger players when, you know, they could be hitting their best years coming from another team. And I think, like I said, you know, the, the sauce, the DJ Reed additions, you know, all the flashy new skill talent offensively gets, you know, the buzz, but keep an eye on Jordan Whitehead in his first year with the Jets to really make an impact. And he brings a known commodity to the safety position that was desperately needed. 
Absolutely. So let's take a look at the offensive side, a breakout player of the year for the Jets. And I think that, you know, some people might think it's Elijah Moore, which, you know, is a pretty damn good guess. I, I probably uh, would, would consider utilizing him in this position. But I do think that we have another guy who's kind of underrated who, you know, the the, the quarterbacks really like so far, specifically Zach Wilson. That's Tyler Conklin. Um, was coming over from the Minnesota Vikings after spending four years uh, from 2018-2021. I think he's, what, 27 years old now, just turned 27 about a month ago. Had 593 yards and three touchdowns last year with a 70.1% catch rate. Really good hands. A guy who can also contribute as a blocker in the run game as well. So Tyler Conklin definitely has an opportunity here to, to carve out a significant role for himself. you got CJ Ozoma as well. Uh, but I think, you know, they'll probably do different things. Conklin is more of a security blanket underneath, while Zuma has a little bit more speed athleticism, maybe attacking the seams. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on Tyler Conklin and how he could really help, I guess, Zach Wilson's development this year? For sure. I think this is a guy who, you know, with all the additions made to the tight end position, is going to be really the lead catalyst in the passing game. And that's going to show up just with, you know, continued targets. I mean, this is a player his first three years was – you know, minimally, you know, used and was not really much of a priority in the Vikings offense. And then last year gets that opportunity and he's able to showcase what he can do as a route runner, just how reliable, like you said, he's a security blanket with his hands. He's very trustworthy. And I think you saw those things this summer in training camp in the preseason, the green and white scrimmage, you know, this is a guy who can, you know, over the middle, get open and he's always going to secure the football. And I think that's just such a key thing, similar to Elijah Moore. I mean, you just have guys who, you know, are like automatic reeling the ball in and, I'm excited for Conklin. You know, I think with, like I said, continued um, progression just in terms of the target share going his way, I think you're going to see this guy really break out. Yeah, he definitely can. And I think Zach Wilson is going to be the one that benefits the most. Uh, for Offensive Player of the Year for the Jets, I would go with Lakin Tomlinson. I think, uh, you know, that was your your pick uh, as well. You know, he's a guy coming over from San Francisco, a dangerous, dangerous running game that they have. And Lakin Tomlinson can carve out bodies, right? He can move the line of scrimmage. Brees Hall, we talked about him as the offensive rookie of the year for the Jets team. I think Lakin Thomas is going to play a big part in that. You know, he can really move bodies. He's, you know, alongside uh, uh, Dwayne Brown and, you know, our George Fant. I guess Dwayne Brown's playing left tackle, right? So, you know, you got, you got him next to Lakin, two esteemed veterans. And I think that um, both of those guys together could really move the line of scrimmage and do some good stuff in pass protection. Zach Wilson, God knows it. He needs that pass pro right now, and especially coming off that knee issue, that significant scare. Uh, Lakin's going to play a big part of the equation in helping him stay upright and then carving out some running lanes for Brees Hall and Michael Carter. You know, what are your thoughts on Lakin Tomlinson and the, uh, really the quality he's bringing to this offensive line? For sure. I think, you know, the big ticket free agency signing, I mean, not only coming off of a career year and, you know, having so much experience in this offensive system that the Jets run, but just the, you know, this guy is going to be available not every, not only every game, but every single practice. And th that to me, it's huge. I mean, why the Jets have missed on so many guys in free agency that they've invested so much into in the past. I mean, guys just not being on the field and Lakin's one of those guys who you just know you can count on every single day. And not only that, but he, he can be a dominant force. His presence is going to be felt. Um, you know, the, the technique, like you said, in both the run and the passing game, this is a guy who, you know, has produced at a really high level. And to me, you know, with last year being his career year, I, I think you can really just expect, you know, similar type of dominant production. It's, you know, one of the best left guards in football. And really, he should be one of the Jets' top players this entire season. He definitely should be. He definitely got paid to be. Um, and I think that, you know, veteran leadership definitely uh, stands out as well. But the defensive player of the year for this Jets team, Quinnen Williams, you know, 
This is someone who's been waiting a long time to really break out. He's made flashes. He's made an impression, but he hasn't been that Pro Bowl-level player just yet. He's showed it this year. He's showing it this preseason. We've seen the best of Quinn and Williams, and I, hopefully he can compound and just keep keep building on it, keep growing, um, keep producing. And I think that this is going to be a big season for him. You know, he's he has a fifth-year option next year, and then he's looking to get paid maybe after this season. You know, lock him down long-term and, and say, you know, we have our guy. He's developed, taking him a little bit of time, but now he's producing at a very high level, um, you know, and, and doing some good stuff in the running game as well. So Quinn Williams, definitely – uh, one of the Jets' better players, and one guy who honestly he could be the breakout this year too. Um, you know, another guy that could slot into that role. But why do you think he'll be the de- defensive player of the year specifically? For sure. I mean, he, he was even my runner-up here for the MVP, which we're gonna you know finish up with next. And I think with Q, it's just time. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's you know likely after the season going to command one of, if not the biggest contracts in the history of the New York Jets. And I mean, he was drafted third overall to be a core difference maker and a long-term asset to this team. And I think the situation's right. I mean, just hearing him even speak to the media today, I mean, the collection of talent that's around him is better than it's ever been. He's now in the second year of the system that, you know, fits his set of skills best. And I I think it's just, it's meant to be for Quinn this year. I I think the, you know, not only just the sack numbers and the pressure amounts, but game to game, like this guy's got to make his presence felt consistently, you know, really impact uh, drives and, you know, stall them ultimately. And I think this is, you know, the breakout year for Quentin, like you said, and he's going to end up, you know, being one of the best players on the Jets in 2022. Yeah, absolutely. And then you look at the MVP of this team, and obviously you could probably make the argument that offensive player of the year and MVP go hand in hand. And uh, Elijah Moore is that guy, right? Elijah Moore is the one that changes the dynamic of this Jets offense. You know, Zach Wilson, yes, he is the one that's going to, to really propel them to success. But Elijah Moore has the capability to change everything, right? He is a guy that you put the you pull the ball in his hands, he could turn it into a touchdown. You put the ball in his hands on a third and long, he could get to that first down marker. You know, he he does it all for this team, and, and you can use him in so many different ways. I'm excited personally to see how they split up that slot time with uh, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson because uh, Moore in the slot attacking the seams is also a very dangerous concept, and I think that they should extrapolate on that. They should not keep him out of the slot because he needs to be a boundary receiver. You also have Corey Davis. Move these guys around. Get them involved in different spots. Confuse defenses. You don't. They don't have to be uh, one-trick ponies. They can do so many things. Elijah Moore is one of those guys. Um, and I think that after what he did last year in a, in a, with Mike White at freaking quarterback, guys, Elijah Moore has the capability to change uh, this offense for the better um, long-term. You know, Also, he's been relatively healthy. So knock on wood on that end, too. But you know, what are your thoughts on Elijah Moore, the season he could have, and why he, he could be the breakout guy here, too, honestly? For sure. I think Elijah's primed to be the Jets' best player this year. You just look at the final six games of last year, how dominant this guy was and how unfortunate that injury really was to end his season when he was really just hitting his stride and expect him to just build on that moving forward. I think whether it was Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco this summer, I mean, you saw a guy who can just easily create separation for himself. Um, like we said with Tyler Conklin, I mean, this guy is very sure handed catching the football. You never really have to worry about drops and what he can do with the ball in his hands. Like you said, I mean, he's very dynamic after the catch, whether it's speed, quickness, this is a top-tier athlete, and you just expect plays all over the field. I mean, the versatility which he offers, you know, 4-3 speed down the field um, over the middle last year. I mean, he's fearless, and he plays bigger than that size that he's listed at. And around the line of scrimmage, whether it's out wide in the slot, I mean, this is a guy in the screen game, jet sweeps, end rounds. There's just endless ways and opportunities that Michael Floor is going to have at his disposal to get either football. And I think he's really – he's going to go for a 1,000 yards this year, my expectation, and – that's going to be huge for the Jets offense. 
It absolutely is, guys. But if you have any differing opinions here uh, for Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, Underrated Edition, Breakout, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, I'd love to hear your perspectives in the YouTube comments below. Because um, honestly, I, I there's a couple of players here where I'm like, there could be a, a couple of options for Breakout Player of the Year for the Jets, MVP, um, Comeback Player of the Year. There's a, there's a lot of different options for the Jets to really look upon here. Um, honestly, bra another Breakout option, low-key, honorable mention, Michael Carter II. Just gonna throw, toss that in there too. Uh, so um, definitely a lot of talent around. Like I'm saying, this this team is deep, man. You can't. You're not gonna find a Jets team in the last decade. Maybe maybe not decade. Maybe five six years that's this deep, right? Ever, across the board, seven players got picked up off waivers from this Jets team, guys. This is the best roster that we've had in a long time. You know what I mean? This is if there's any time to exercise that rookie window, this is it. And if, the, and if Zach Wilson doesn't end up panning out, look at all the talent you have. You go and you trade for the for the Aaron Rodgers. You go and get the guy that's going to help you win a World, uh, World Series, uh, a Super Bowl now. You know, maybe they win the World Series too. They're so good. Um, so, <laughs> you know, this is an exciting time to be a Jets fan. You see, the, you see the progress being made here and all the talent across the roster. You can't even choose who your freaking breakout player is going to be. You can't even choose who your MVP is going to be. Um, so definitely time to be excited. I hope you guys are as well. As always, make sure to like and subscribe. Almost at 1,000 subs. Really appreciate the love. We're getting there fast. Um, it's going to be a really fun season. We'll be doing, uh, of course, our, our daily episodes. If not, you know, every two days. Uh, make sure you guys are caught up with everything. And uh, going to be getting you guys all the necessary information for the games as well. So appreciate all the love. And hope you guys had a fantastic Labor Day. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode.